Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DLC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking God. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy Z Man. What up, y'all? This is Eshaw. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy DJ Paul KOL from 360 Young Busy Bone. Vice World. This your man Mastermind the Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show. as much 
uh, projects that I could. Thank God I run my own movement, so I'm able to produce things and make things happen without the riffraff and without waiting on nobody. So I've um, been able to kick out a lot of movement. <laughs> oh, you've heard yeah. before, many. You know, you're not just an artist. You're, I mean, like I said, you're a businesswoman, an author. Uh, you do a lot of different things. You know, um, where do you find time for all of it, and uh, how do you do all of it effectively? Well, you know, um, the beauty is that I don't just do it for money, but I do it for love. So it enables yeah. me to enjoy what I'm doing, which makes me want to work hard and do it. So it's not like it's work, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's more so an opportunity to create something and, you know, produce something from the bottom to the top that I actually see and put into fruition while, of course, you know, connecting with others who are, you know, trying to put their movement together and being able to enlighten and empower them with the tools, you know, to make it happen. So I make time, you know what I mean? And it's my life. I enjoy it. So it's a part of my social life, unfortunately. <laughs> The people I socialize with are the people that I work with most of the time, and um, and I just try to make sure that I deal with the people that I like and care about, and that really, you know, genuinely like me, and um, distance myself and have a a, a, um, a balance with those who, you know, are are not in that space, but yet still trying to serve them and present, you know, opportunities of of where my whole enterprise uh, uh, gives and provides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, uh, you, you know, we've had you on a couple times over the last couple years, but prior to that, you were kind of absent from hip hop for a little bit. Uh, did you just decide to take a break? Uh, family? Uh, uh, Why did you choose to take a break for a while? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say totally absent, but I definitely uh, did made it not my first priority. I just took a little step into more so uh, making sure that I built the elements behind the scenes so I could have the flexibility that I needed um, to deal with my, you know, with my faith, um, mentally, physically, spiritually, my domestic duties, you know, and added more value outside of just music because, you know, music I had, a, you know, was second nature. That's the easy thing to do. I could make a hit song in 10 seconds, you know, I could sing like a bird and, um, the machine I understand so I could produce something and, you know, insert it in the machine. So I just kind of want to become a little more well-rounded and make sure I balance myself out so, you know, I could be well, first of all, mentally, um, you know, after dealing with a lot of different things that, you know, pull from my broke, pull from me that put me in positions of, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then, of course, making sure that I have more time domestically with times I would never get back. Um, you know, with my kids, who was my first responsibility, you know what I'm saying? And, of course, shortly after I became a grandmother, <laughs> as soon as they became adults, so I made um, a space for me to prioritize more so building an enterprise that I could be home more, that I could do what I love to do, and not helping people, um, you know, out of brokenness, um, people that were like that was like me out of different places in their life to meet them where they are so I can help them explore what they could become and, you know, inspire them. Um, as well as so that I can make sure that spiritually my mind was, was connected and my soul, you know, was set up right, and I could walk more so in purpose in leadership and not as a follower. So stepping back gave me that chance to kind of get my balance, you know, and that's why I think I'm here today with the elements that I have, you know, being able to drive and push like a horse. You feel me? 
Absolutely. And, um, you know, shout out to you, too. You said one thing. It's hard to believe. You said grandmother. Um, You know, uh, it's hard to picture you as a grandmother, but I I imagine you're very proud. (laughs) Yeah, I love being a grandmother. I've been a grandmother for um, almost 12 years now, so I have six beautiful grandchildren. Um, Very blessed, you know, to be able to enjoy their lives while I'm here and um, started pretty early as a mom at 16 and then became a grandmother at basically 36, 37. Um, another one came, and then they just kept coming after that. So um, so just being able to be in position, you know, to uh, be a part of their lives and to have early grandparenting skills and experiences um, is a blessing, you know, to see my lineage move and, of course, to be able to provide the support necessary at the beginning, you know, where they became moms at first and just give them my all to be able to see them, you know, flourish and give them the space as they got comfortable with their new position. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's definitely awesome. Um, you know, coming up yeah, it's in a workout too. Don't get me wrong, not to cut you off, but it's, it's definitely a workout, don't get me wrong, in terms of, you know, where what I have to endure to make that sacrifice. A lot of people have to catch up because, you know, they kind of behind and they haven't grandparented yet, so they don't understand. So, you know, sometimes my colleagues in the industry, you know, they way behind in their mindset, you know, they don't get it. So instead of, you know, being supportive to that and respecting reality, you know what I mean, um, I kind of get a backlash sometimes from that because they don't understand the well-roundedness that I chose to have and, you know, the completion of my soul and my life that gives me peace inside and make me whole, you know what I mean? And so people are starting to catch up now, <laughs> you know, finally they become realize. so they get, <laughs> yeah, they were telling me to hide being a grandmother, but I'm like, shoot, I'm a bad grandma, you know what I mean? I'm five decades in, I can kick somebody in their head, I can box them to the ground, I can wrap them <laughs> to the floor. You know what I'm saying? I'm still cute. I look about 25. You know, I'm a bad, bad pajama. It's going to take a lot to come up to my movement, you know, in terms of my experience and well-roundedness. So, you know, I'm not ashamed of being a grandmother, but it seems like grandparenting has been underestimated and underrated. But that's a part of why we're here as women and as people is to, you know, build our lineage, you know what I mean, and multiply. So, you know, the people lost that following the hip-hop mindset and the entertainment mindset of, Everybody wanting to hide their, you know, their maturity. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not hiding mine. Um, I like my stripes, and I'm going to get mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You should embrace them. You know, um, there's a lot of ageism in, in the hip-hop industry, but like in other genres of music, like 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 you got the Stones or whoever on tour, they're not tripping off age. I don't know why hip-hop does mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, it, yeah, it's kind of... It's unfair. Yeah, especially with women. You know, the guys set this stuff up. A lot yeah. of the guys and then the younger competitive women, you know, had a lot to do with it. So basically what happened is, you know, the guys, they made it originally, you know, from 2000, you know, back we were all on even ground. Women could come without having to have a feature. You know, we was holding it down. It wasn't no big ego trip, you know, wasn't no control, no male chauvinism, none of that. And then, but when we got to 2000, which was the time that I decided to take a break because I'm like, you know, hey, this is not, you know, just to kind of pull back a little bit, it's like, look, you know, this is easy, second nature for me. So, you know, 2000, let me kind of well-round myself to have some other tools. 
me and many others that came in the game in 1984 the same way of my colleagues, they had that same kind of experience. Some of them became mothers. Some of them became more mature and dealt with some things that made them have to give some attention to other things. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, you know, 2000 was when people started breaking in the game females. And so somebody along the line told the females, take your clothes off, you know, and you can get seen. And they took that opportunity to take advantage of that. And some of the females came through and started putting that image out there. But in between time, the men started doing features with females in order to make them seem like that's how they stay relevant. And then, of course, the females started putting out putting it out there um, because of their competitive mindset. Oh, I'm going to be the cutest, and I'm going to fix on my body and cut my butt and put in breasts and do all this extra stuff. And then all of a sudden now everybody, you know, started developing that trend. So the, they kind of made it in the hip-hop industry to try to condition everybody to meet a man, to be a feature, because everybody became followers. And then they kind of made for the women, you know, already competitive in our blood, that in order for them to feel good and feel like they, you know, are the cutest or the baddest, now they got to be the one, be the queen. So, you know, definitely, you know, they start cutting on their bodies and everybody wants to have the best body and, you know, this and that. And so it's either you strip, you know, or show your butt or you glorify sex, money, alcohol, drugs, violence, or, you know, you got to be endorsed by a dude. You know what I mean? And they put that in hip-hop. They started making that happen. I blame that on the elders in the gang because they didn't come back and say, let me support our mature women as well, people like me, yeah. people like Yo-Yo, people like Rage. People like, you know, all us females that was in this game, you know, but that just grew up, you know what I mean? Not losing any of our gifts and talents, but just grew up with other messages and other things that we want to do as well, dealing with real life at hand, you know what I mean? So we don't crack up and be in a nut home like a lot of these artists, I'm not going to say no names are, you know, and have become very unhealthy for just grinding it to the ground, you know what I mean? So we want to step back, get our balance, and we have to deal with things that we have to face, you know, reality. And in that, that's when they started playing games and making it where now it has to be these criteria in order to be considered relevant. You know what I mean? And so I'm here to break that because it has caused systematic racism. You know what I mean? And it's not cool, you know, because the systematic racism element against females who are more mature like myself. You know what I mean? And makes it where at that point you got the older women scratching each other's eyeballs out trying to keep a space of their own because they having a hard time. Then you got the younger women coming in the gang smashing and they not making them be respectful, you know what I mean, because they're thinking that they're the ones that's going to knock us out the box when, unfortunately, most of them will crash and burn, you know what I mean, because this ain't an easy task. And it's just a recycled, you know, element going on where they just keep that going. So people like myself, that's why I stepped out the box, you know what I mean, with the rapidemic to make sure that I become extremely present as best of my ability so people can hear from somebody like me that's going to be real, tell the truth, that ain't scared to be a leader because a lot of these men step back, you know, from being a leader, and they got fearful and started playing with the game, and, like, they thought that was the only way to be successful when they were already successful with machines. And then they got behind the youngers, the young men and women, and forgot about the older women and, and tried to make us seem like we needed to be like the younger women. And I'm like, oh, that's they doing what we did 30 years ago. They, they're the ones that's old and played out. We already did that. That's not new. How y'all trying to make us seem like we outdated and they relevant and we not? That's, they, they playing with the game. You know what I'm saying? So I blame it specifically on a lot of the generation elders that were in the same time as me, not the first generation that was in the 80s, 
because they didn't have machines. They didn't understand how to run a machine. They came in the game with record labels that they had to go through their machines. But that other generation that came, you know, late 80s, um, they had a lot to do with dropping us on our back and not supporting us. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, and it's very unfortunate that you guys get, like, lost in translation, so to speak, because you brought so much to the game. You know, you yourself, you're a trailblazer. You know, um, a lot of people, I feel that there is, you know, um, after yourself, there was a big movement in the mid-'90s. You know, um, do you feel that you helped contribute to, to that? Oh, absolutely so. I was the first rap chick in the game in the first rap trap family, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So absolutely, you know, a variety of conversations going on. Not still trap, but I just don't trap one way. I think the one way of trapping is played out. Sex, money, alcohol, drugs, violence, stripping, bragging on yourself all the time, bullying, seeing old school and played out to me. I just refuse to do it. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I stunt. I put my sex appeal out there. You know what I mean? Did that from the beginning because I've always had a big butt and big breasts, a little cute waist. I was always bad without having to be cut on and having to, you know, over-exalt myself. So I think that, you know, mine was like, you know, I'm trying to hide a little bit. I ain't trying to just put it out there all the time. And I think a lot of times women that just get, you know, fake breasts and fake butt and they never had it before, you know, that's all they want to do is show off, show it off, you know. So unfortunately, you know, because everything about me was real and original from the gate, you know, definitely trailblazing at the beginning. You know, I got songs that sound like today that was made 25, 30 years ago. Can you handle this? That was made, you know, 30, 25 years ago. Whoop tickets, whoop tickets. Some silly chicks try to be the shit. Coming with that sticky sing, sing, stupid ass shit. Um, Soul yeah. Train's about to pay me, though, so I can scat to Vallejo to the iggity, iggity go. You know what I mean? So it's like so many presentations that I brought of trapping in this game, you know, years ago, uh, it's a large contribution. And, you know, when West Coast, Northern California, you know, is a space, they often leave us. Northern California is a little different, you know, a very different area. We're about independence. We're not easy to sell out. We're not easy to follow trends in certain ways. And we're a little pocket of trendsetters that often get overlooked because everybody looks at Hollywood. So L.A. is in Hollywood, so they look at it different. Nothing against L.A., nothing against Hollywood. But because everybody want to be in Hollywood, you know, they kind of overlook this part of California and bypass us who have been trendsetting where lots of, you know, bad artists and came out the bay and made it happen and still making it happen. Actors, you know, singers, rappers, uh, producers, all kind of great talent has come out of here and so when they get them lists and them political lists going on and stuff about, well, who's the, you know, who's the one that made the, you know, the most in the female hip-hop, you know, the messy media outlets, sometimes I see these lists and I'll be looking like, who is these kids playing with these lists? Because at the end of the day, they must ain't done their homework. They must ain't really did no real history because if they did, they definitely would have me on the list. You know what I mean? And when it comes to the top 40 or top 30 or this or that, you know, obviously somebody's being political and they're instigating, you know what I mean? And they become in charge of these type of areas and lists, and it's not fair. And the way they're doing it is a pay-to-play, which is why I made, you know, my song Flowers. Did you hear the song Flowers? Did you hear my song Flowers? Flipping yeah, Burgers? I got Say, late. 
with face to face and real ones identify me a different way. Remember that one? So that's why yeah. I wrote the rap. That's why I wrote that song, Flowers. You know what I'm saying? So people can hear the truth. You know what I mean? And so they can hear my history. And I think it's important for women like us to make sure we insert ourselves in media so that people can run across our legacy. Because if they don't, they're going to take these SEOs, they're going to use the SEO system and try to knock our history out the box. You feel me? Yeah, and and that's why it's up to, uh, you know what I'm saying, us to, I, I stress to document this stuff because, you know, a, a lot of the people, you know, the newer people that that's coming up listening to hip-hop, they don't, all they know is what the uh, program directors tell them, you know, what the, uh, what the mainstream media tells them, you know. Um, so I think it's vital for people to go digging into the underground world, you know, because um, I believe that's where a lot of the truth is told. You know, yeah, you're going to get absolutely. stuff like, like what we're talking about tonight. Absolutely. You know? That's right. You know, and they're just coming up in their, in their, you know, in their generation. And that's why I say, you know, people in media need to get educated. You know, they need to really do more research, you know, and do real research. And they need to stop because they're messing with people's legacy and history, you know, when they're creating all these different um, presentations and they're putting certain things out there but not keeping the right balance, you know, and they're doing it for their own agendas, you know, rather being a follower and following what the people say, the program directors or whatever, they need to get some balls. You know, people need to get balls again and quit playing games and quit trying to go the easy route. They need to learn how to sacrifice. They need to keep it 100 because everybody that got so fake is horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um Tell me about the uh, Rapidemic album. Um, I love the title. That's that's very dope. You know, considering what what's going on right now. Um, how did you come up with that idea? Thank you. You know what? I had a, a name of it at first, um, and I said, you know what? During let me go ahead and, and let me release this twentieth album, thirty over thirty year anniversary, and call it the Rapidemic because that's what it's been. You know, and the rap business has became a rapidemic, a pandemic is in rap. It's changed. It's totally took a twist. I've never seen so much foolishness to be exalted in my life. You know what I'm saying? And so much fake, and so many people who want an easy route, and who's climbing on top of each other, and who. It's just sickening. It's a rapidemic. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and make sure that my history is inserted in the game clearly. I'm releasing all 20 of my albums again, just re-releasing each and every last one. And the 20th album is going to tell my story so people can get a hold of my history and know the truth. You know what I mean? Know my journey. They can understand the, um, the transformation as well as they can understand the good, the bad, and ugly that I have experienced in this game. So when they say, well, who is she talking this now? Well, boo, you can do the track record, and you can check it out, and you can listen to my album, and you can come and learn the truth. And you can also get some history on people like me that trailblaze for the game. You know what I'm saying? So you can kind of see there's just more than one message out here, you know, and more than one type of female representation, you know, and really, you know, to be able to give them something different, you know, based on what they've been hearing today, up to date, you know, what has become just a conversation of sex, money, alcohol, drugs, violence, stripping, and bragging, and bullying. And it's just kind of played out. So I gave a well-rounded experience on the rapidemic where they could hear me sing, you know, they could hear a few different elements that they might not have never seen me in, and particularly the light, you know, of a well-rounded queen writing rap, 
writing music, not being afraid to be vulnerable and to talk about, you know, the goods, the bad and the ugly, the highs and the lows. So that's what real life is about, the highs and the lows. And at the end of the day, really trying to make it where those who are hungry, you know, for the real, you know, and for the truth, they can get a piece of it. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's give them the truth right now. Um, who produced this track? The truth, uh, G. Cuddy is a producer that I've been working with for quite a while. We've been making some magic happen, and um, and we banged it out and, you know, made it a, a, a sound that was unrecusable. We're actually working on the – we got the Word video. It's on YouTube right now. People want to hear it. It's truth, the Word video. And then um, we just uh, completed the actual video, and we'll be releasing that before the end of the year. Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, before we get out of here, we're going to play that song, but uh, I have um, my homie Sin from France. I know he's got a couple questions for you. Um, and we've been having some real conversation. Uh, Sin, you there, brother? Yes, yes, sir. Hi, Scott. Hi, uh, legendary Shugachi. Um, yeah, can, can I tell us about the... This song, uh, Hurricane, featuring uh, Boots Ryder of the Coop uh, on the album The Click. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> hurricane, that you can call me Slurricane, Slurricane, turn up to start an engine, man. My crap has got high, feet sweat, no. That hurricane, that's a way, no joke. Get to make a player fall. Creepy guys on a sneaky bra. Couple fools, straight devil, make them think I'm hella raw. Nah, nah, hit a beady, can't be greedy, gotta stay strong. But if I get broken off, then dang, I can't go wrong. That was a great time in our career and in our life where we were just like so in sync as a family. The click, E40, my brother, D Shot, my brother, my cousin, be legit, my little brother, Mudsy, and the Mossy. Just having a good time, being young, having fun, and wrote a song about. <laughs> about um, a drink that my brother had experienced at the college in Louisiana. Um, that was his first time drinking hurricanes because he went to college for about a year um, at Grandma State College, my brother 40, and he came back and was like, some hurricanes is a bomb. So we was like, you know, he decided we're going to make a song about it, and we put it together, and it came out, and it's uh, gold, platinum today, and it's a song that has never been forgotten and it's been um, available to many people and loved by many people all these years. <laughs> and my brother made a drink called Slurricane Hurricane. People can get that. They want to purchase it. Wow. Yeah, that's a very dope song. Yeah. Also, you got you got this song on your first album, Check Yourself. Can I tell us about this one or not? It's all good album. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> Check yourself before you wreck yourself. You better check yourself. Yeah. You know, I've always been a person that had an empowerment element, wanting to teach and share because I, I was young and wild, and, you know, I had some times where I made bad decisions <laughs> and scary decisions, challenging decisions, brave decisions, and some good decisions. So, you know, being a teacher is very important. I've always taught. That was in my spirit to be a teacher and to try to enlighten others, you know, with the truth, you know, with information that can help, you know, give them some transformation opportunities. And that was one of those songs that I was feeling that way at that time. (laughs) That's on the Paper Chasing album, I believe. I think it's on the Paper Chasing or the It's All Good album. It's on one of those. (laughs) Yeah, it was. 
Uh, do you remember maybe the first Valley Hall rappers before your era? I mean, the 80s, maybe 84, 85. Did, did them some rappers at this time? The rappers? Oh, yeah. Uh, did they uh, old, uh, the first Valley, Valley Hall rappers maybe before the click era, before your era? In the 80s, oh. do you remember some some say? Oh, okay, the first. Okay, I know we were definitely um, one. There's um, later. Well, before us, basically. Um, yes. There has not been many. We. Um, I really, honestly, I can't remember, but I know In Too Deep is definitely one. Um, and um, yeah, In Too Deep, and um. Baby Bash was in that group. So Into Deep was one. There was a couple of other ones, but I can't remember. But there was some later that came during that time frame. Um, Mac Dre ended up coming. Mac Maul um, is my cousin. He came through and represented. Um, and shoot, um, from Vallejo specifically, uh, there were some other underground ones that, you know, Michael Robertson, but he got killed. There was a couple of other ones that was, you know, out there that was close, Young Lay, and um, there was a few more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a lot, you know, from the Bay, from Oakland, too, that was in that era, like Too Short. Um, too Short, The Coop. Um, dang. Uh, yeah. Danger Game. Game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mark of the day too. The mark of the day too, by the day. Yes, the conscious daughters, yeah. also empty yeah. hammer, um, Oakland three five seven, mystic. Um, there was quite a few. <laughs> yeah, coming from a valley hall, uh, Melbourne magazine, you got a huge impact maybe uh, on your popularity worldwide. How does the impact in Valley Hall for Mother Dog? You, you got you are on, on you, the call, Mother Dog. Okay, yo, you, you yo, the, your accent yeah. is super strong. <laughs> I want to understand you better so um, I can answer you right. Sugar, he was like asking what was, the, what was the impact of um, Murder yes. Dog? Oh, Murder Dog, yes. yes. Murder Dog <laughs> was very, very um, supportive to hip hop. Um, what they did was just always kept us in the mix, you know. Um, they kept us, you know, setting up things and um putting us in positions to um to be seen, you know, and um, I I'm sure that they got a lot of traction on, you know, building their magazine up because, you know, people have money to spend on marketing at that time and they capitalized off of the, you know, urban market to you know, provide exposure in an outlet where they can be heard here in the Bay while, you know, being, you know, able to build a business off of it. Um, and, you know, and that was very great. And um, actually the owner, I used to talk to him all the time. He was very, very touchable and a good people. Mm-hmm. Black Dog, yep, yep. Very unique. Yeah, Black Dog, that was his name. Mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I, I want to thank you so much for, um, you know, chopping it up with us. Uh, we're going to leave here with the song, The Truth. But before we do get out of here, uh, I want to give you the floor, Sugar T. It's always a pleasure to have you on. 
Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you having me and media like you. We hope to stay strong and continue to keep, you know, to keep it 100, you know, and don't get caught up in the commercialized element because commercialized element kills legacies. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank um, you. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. Uh, now, this is The Truth. This is off the uh, Rapidemic album. Uh, it's available right now. Uh, I, I, I imagine it's uh, online everywhere. You got physical copies, too? Yes. So right now, it, the physical copies will be available in January. Right now, it's all digital. Oh, okay, okay. Something to look forward to for the physical collectors. But if you uh, uh, you, know, you can, go out right now and buy it digitally. Uh, support Sugar T and what she's doing. Yep. This song here is You can truth. go to my uh, website, sprinkleme.biz, sprinkleme.biz, and find it there, sprinkleme.biz, where you can find many collections from the Sprinkle Me Boutique, fragrance, spa, wellness, beauty, accessories, and specialty collections. Um Compliments of, of me, <laughs> and along with the Rapidemic CD and other books and products that you could buy, sprinkleme.biz. Follow me on Instagram, sugar-t, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, sugar-t first lady. And if you want to check out my full movement, it's sugar-t, S-U-G-A-T.com or the sugarrush.com. Oh, that's, that's, um, you know what I'm saying, what I'm talking about. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to have you on. This song here is the truth. Rapidemics, the album. Support it. We're out of here. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. But you rather sit effect in the real Man, I'm trying to take you off the pill Boy, they trying to kill you off for real You rather hear a lie than the truth See, I'm trying to give you more than the truth What you looking at really ain't true But you rather see a lie than the truth They ain't really care about you Cause they rather tell a lie than the truth you ain't trying to hear the truth, the truth, cause you used to a lie in the truth, in the truth. The rich get rich, the poor get poor, get a lot and it still won't mow. Hey, it's a malfunction, we all trying to function, generation, no dysfunction. Like it's new, new, but new only new to you. You ain't new to the ones in the truth. In the truth, we're looking over here and over there, cause they really ain't playing fair. Yeah, it's true for there. Real ones come rare. You rather buy lies in the truth when they really ain't true to you. They act like they true, but they really ain't telling the truth. You ain't gotta tell me the truth, cause I already know I'm the truth. I'm a truth, even when you act in the fool. I still know I'm the truth. Trying to take you out, show this way. Why they trying to erase this way? Is you rather hear a lie than the truth? They say they gon' do for you. 
But you'd rather hear a lie than the truth Cause they say they're gonna do for you But you'd rather hear a lie than the truth You'd rather hear a lie than the truth Wanna be a star? So Don't nobody know who they are. are. Uh-uh. Man, man, they lie. They, they lie. Act like they scared of the truth. The truth.